KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. Time for our weekly look at the economy as we check in with economist David Fiorenza. We talk jobless claims, we talk housing, and we talk much, much more. Give a listen. So let's start jobless claims. Uh, First time claims last week up a bit, about 16,000 from the week before. Uh, Obviously, going up is never good, but we've kind of talked. I feel like we've kind of settled into an area between 310, 360,000 the last few weeks. And if you you smooth it out, this kind of feels like a little bit of a new normal for us right now. I think it is, Matt. Um, Now, we're also seeing that at the pandemic highs, we had more than 26 million people who were filing for benefits. Right now, it's only about 11 million people who are receiving some form of unemployment assistance. Uh, So that is dropping, as you can see, month to month, week to week. Uh, I know economists revise numbers every week, and they revised them up from last week, and that's Another reason why you're seeing a tick in in the jump and you're seeing some states continue to stop giving out uh, additional assistance and people will have to go back to work or look for jobs from now until the end of the year. Um, I want to talk a little bit about home sales. New homes were up. uh, Looks like one and a half percent in August. The existing sales in August fell by two percent. Overall, where's the housing market? Well, it looks like people are starting to show a renewed interest in the housing market. All the latest figures are showing that. The latest figures are showing a resurgence in mortgage applications. All your cities and towns are seeing a lot more activity uh, when it comes to building permits. They're seeing a lot more activity when it comes to what they call the realty transfer tax when one property sells, whether it's commercial or residential, to another person or to another company. That transfer tax is being paid, and that's something that is also a good indicator of the economy. I've always said housing is a very good indicator of the economy, whether it's adding on to your home, whether it's building new, uh, those are the kinds of things that really have a multiplier effect on almost every industry in the United States. We were talking off the air, Halloween is coming. uh, And I talked about one of the, 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 the true passages that you know how that we're in the fall is that the old Kmart is now selling Halloween. It's a spirit Halloween or stuff like that. But uh, this is big business. And, you know, you might joke about these places that show up for two months, but there's a reason they do it, right? Oh, absolutely. I I think there's going to be a a record spending this fall because last fall, obviously, with the pandemic, a lot of people lost out on doing various things. I think it's going to hit over $10 billion this year. It's going to go back the way it was in 2018, 2019. Um, Almost two-thirds, if not more, of the people in the United States are planning to celebrate Halloween. At the very least, according to the National Retail Federation, they've taken an annual survey. And we're looking to see that people are going to probably spend more money, too, as well. If you have two-thirds of the of the population wanting to buy costumes, candy, uh, decorations, go out to fall festivals, go to all the orchards and everything else that's out there. I want to talk supply chains because – we're, you know, more than a year and a half into this. And I think everybody understood at first how the supply chains were out of whack uh, because it was a, you know, first time in our lifetimes that we'd seen a situation like this with the pandemic and a shutdown. Uh, and then you kind of understood supply chains getting out of whack when things started to open up because you just got to got to find that rhythm. I'm frankly, personally, I'm a little surprised as a layman that we're still seeing kind of the supply chain issues we are. Can you shed some light into to what we're seeing here and how much this affects the economy? 
Absolutely, Matt. Uh, the economy needs drivers, truckers. Uh, we do have people that are manning the ships and the ports, but it's getting the, the all the goods off the ships and getting them to our homes, our plates, getting them to our stores. So that's where the key is right now from what I can see. It's in the trucking industry. A lot of trucking firms are offering high-end salaries. They're offering benefits. They're offering bonuses. Uh, It's a very good job if you like to be on the road and if you like to travel a lot and if you have that flexibility. That's the problem with the supply chain. The goods are there. We talked about the microchips. We talked about other products. The goods are there. They are coming over. It's just trying to get them filtered out to all the different stores, whether they're the big box stores or whether they're mom and pop shops. We've heard a lot now, and it feels like this is something that we see every couple of years or every nine, ten months, the debt ceiling. And it could cause a problem if it's not raised, and it seems like there's panic on Capitol Hill about trying to raise it, and it's been weaponized and turned into a political football Why do we continue to allow this to happen? And can you just give us a quick primer? The debt ceiling is not future spending, right? This is just to pay the bills we've already spent or the money we've already spent. Yeah. Absolutely, Matt. You're right. One of the things about the federal government versus your local government, your local towns, your local boroughs, is that we do not at the federal level have to have a balanced budget which means revenues do not have to equal expenses. And this is the reason why you see the debt at $28 trillion and you see the GDP at $23 trillion and you see spending around $6 trillion and you see revenues income coming in around $4 trillion. Tuesday, the House of Representatives did pass a continuing resolution. There's that key word, continuing, which means they do it every six months or so to fund the government only through December 3rd. They don't take the bull by the horns and say, we're going to do this for a year. We're going to do this for two years and look into the future. Uh, you're taking a look at the debt ceiling pie by mid-October, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is saying is, is going to hit an economic catastrophe if they don't do something. Uh, the problem is balanced budgets. We don't balance our budget. You balance your budget. I balance my budget. We work within our means. Now, obviously, the pandemic absolutely took a big toll on everybody. You and I talked about this. I understand that there was debt. I understand we had to take on and make sure that there wasn't a depression. That would have been awful. At this point, we had a recession. And I think the fact that the put politics in the middle of it, and you and I suffer for it. Uh, I think they sort of have to take a look at all the expenses and what's important for the American people. There's the debt ceiling, and then they need the budget, and you talk about the House has passed stuff. It's stalled in the Senate because everybody's playing politics and stuff like that. Uh, a government shutdown in the middle of a pandemic would not be a good idea if it came to that, uh, would it? Probably not, because some of the Departments that would shut down had to do with tourism, such as the national parks, uh, such as museums and other places that people visit, especially when there's good weather. Uh, you're still going to have people in the fall going to Washington, D.C. to visit and throughout the country. So that part is not is not good. The other thing about a shutdown, everyone thinks a shutdown, everything automatically stops, all expenses stop. No, they don't. It's a deferral. Uh, your employees at the federal level will eventually get paid. It's just that they're just kicking it down the road for a week. A month. But really, like, as we're trying to recover, and yes, we're still in a pandemic and it's still very dangerous. And I don't want to. But to be playing these games with the debt ceiling, to have the threat of a government shutdown, it, it feels like these self-inflicted wounds that we're putting and then everybody will wring their hands and go, why aren't we 
recovering economically. It seems like even if it goes to the brink and they find some kind of agreement, just letting it get to this point is really detrimental to everyone, isn't it? Oh, it is. It almost seems like budgets are secondary at the federal level, whereas at your state levels and local levels, they're more in the news about your budgets. We always hear about school taxes. We always hear about the cities and the various uh, things that have to do with taxes and spending. We don't hear a lot about that at the federal level. We hear more about the showboating and we hear more about the politics. Uh, obviously, we do know where the money, some of the money is going, whether it's for programs such as Medicare, money comes in through the IRS. But we don't hear a lot about efficiencies and other kinds of things to be able to try to work through this budget so we can get to at least somewhat of a balanced budget. I'm not saying they're going to balance it, but let's get to a somewhat of a balanced budget. Let's stop the nonsense of the continuing resolutions all the time. Um, you know, let's support everything at both levels, the, um, the House representatives and the Senate, and let's get something passed. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.